Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Landon, live from Dirty Water Studios. You're listening to the Beer City Hoops podcast from right here in Beer City, USA, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Enjoy the show. I'm looking at the mirror, guys. I mean, I know you won five in a row, but... Boy, uh, we'll see. So what happened? The Lakers lost. We saw that last night. Just lost four in a row. Cleveland, maybe Kansas City, or I don't know who they're playing. They lost four in a row. He was good in college. A lot of upside. That was six years ago, though. Anderson can do it. I don't know what his first name is. Anybody other than Anderson. So it's a commish here. Fantasy, football, sleeper, pickups. That's the headline they're going to use? That's the headline? Oh! Hey, let me get him out of the way real quick. Let me say... East Coast. West Coast. They won two. They're not there yet. Hi. The World Freaking Series. It's been a half hour. I don't feel like the rant. That's a Beer City Triple! To be honest with you. Well, he should be. He's, he's huge. Fat. I just think he's, he's a too big slow. dude. I don't know what his first name is. All right, hey everybody, welcome back into another episode of the Three Point Turn here on the Beer City Hoops Network. I apologize to you all, I've been out of the studio for a couple weeks, uh, dealing with the Grand Rapids danger, not making the ABA playoffs. We were really excited to broadcast some playoff games at the end of this season for them and the uh, American Basketball Association, and for reasons still unknown to the broadcast team here, uh, the Danger were not invited to the ABA playoffs after a 12-5 and season. Uh, they, they they played their hearts out. They should have played in the playoffs, and they should have won the title this year. But unfortunately, that uh, did not occur. Another thing that did not occur was the West New York Thundersnow coming to town for the last game of the season. And if that is the reason, uh, due to weather, of course, you know how it was there for a couple weekends here in Michigan, and as well, coming from the Buffalo, Rochester, New York area, that's quite the trip in a thunder snowstorm. Those of you that don't know about thunder snow, please Google Jim Cantori, thunder snow, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's uh, thunder and lightning during a snowstorm, very heavy snowstorm, lake effect, unlike we see here, well, like we see here in Michigan off of Lake Michigan, but now take that and turn Lake Michigan on its side with Lake Erie and Lake Ontario and having that much water east to west dump down on you with that condensation and that evaporation uh, and those snowstorms that north, uh, the northern part of upstate New York get. And so the West New York Thundersnow didn't come here to town here at the last, uh, last game of the season as they already had to reschedule uh, one there from about a month prior. And, and so if that was the reason, we still haven't found out directly from the ABA what was going on. But... I digress. We uh, we move on and and we we move forward. Uh, this episode here of the three point turn, as uh, most of the podcasts here for the rest of at least the year, will be dedicated to my aunt Chris, who we lost just in the last week or week and a half uh, after a hard fought battle with cancer. And you know her very well from this. I don't know what his first name is. 
Uh, it never really mattered what the first name was, so long as we could talk Diamondbacks, Red Sox, or Tigers baseball. She'd get in on the football talk once in a while with us as well, but would always uh, have time for a quick quote on whatever the sports topic of the week was, whether it be on the air or off the air. And to my family in Arizona dealing uh, with that loss, we love you guys out there. Uh, we miss her just as as, as you do, and uh, we're going to keep her uh, her spirit alive here on the podcast with this. I don't know what his first name is. And we will bring back some more uh, some more interesting rants and interviews that we've uh, had in the past with her. And just kind of uh, remind you guys that the people that are in your lives right now are the, the people that will be there forever. Uh, maybe not right here on earth uh, in person, but in spirit, in, in mind, uh, and in your heart. And so uh, make sure you go out to those people, whether they're uh, family members, friends, fans, coworkers, or whatever. If you have an affinity, uh, a liking, or a love for them, uh, go up and give them just a random hug. Uh, maybe not something you want to do to someone, you know, who is uh, married to someone else uh, at, at a random time. But, uh, you know, so long as they know that uh, you're there for them, uh, you love them, and you want them uh, to be a part of your life, let, let them uh, just know that. We've got a lot, of, a lot of things to talk about here on the show. Michigan basketball gets going here in about 25, 35 minutes. They're in the Sweet 16. They take on the Oregon Ducks tonight. You know, I just got to say thank you to Comcast for not uh, dropping the HD signal on my CBS uh, as the HD signal on my Fox Sports Detroit ESPN and ESPN2 are down uh, here this week. They have been for the last three or four days, and so I have uh, I've been watching some standard deaf television. Uh, that's actually a lie. We've been watching uh, NBA TV through the HD, and uh, that is about how we're going to do it right there. Uh, now, we're inviting uh, Jacob Stever. He is the founder of uh, what we're going to call the Red Out 3-on-3 basketball tournament. It takes place at excuse me, at Fremont Middle School this weekend, and it looks like we just dropped him off the, the line there in the back, and there he is back right there uh, on the line. And so we're going to bring Jacob in here in just a second, and we're going to talk about his uh, 3-on-3 tournament. It's the sixth annual uh, let me just uh, run down the details here for you, and then we'll, we'll talk to him about some of the things going on. The sixth annual three-on-three is going to be taking place at Fremont Middle School, uh, divisions, four divisions, based on age and experience. So if you guys are getting ready for a uh, summer full of three-on-three tournaments, uh, Gus Macker, uh, anything else that's out there this year, this is a great uh, way to start off your summer. I do say summer because, well, it's spring, and if the sun's out and there's a basketball on the ground, it's definitely summer. If you uh, know the story of Magic Johnson, you know that he played whenever, wherever, and uh, with whoever he possibly could. And so uh, I'm going to hit the button right there and invite Jacob to uh, join the show right now. So, Jacob, welcome to uh, the three-point turn here on Beer City Hoops. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, we love having you. We uh, we, we see what you're doing here in Fremont every year. We see, uh, you know, you're, you're – you're making things happen. Uh, you're doing it for other people, and you're bringing the community together. And that's one of the things that we want to do here on the show is we want to get the word out so that uh, you know you you can definitely you know bring the community together. Uh, basketball is our deal. Helping other people is our deal. And I just I, I want you to go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about uh, the Red Out Three on Three this weekend. All right. So for those of you that who are listening, who have not heard about the tournament before, 
I started doing this when I was a freshman in high school when I was about 14 years old. I started doing this because I lost my Aunt Connie to a massive heart attack when I was only five years old. So as I got older, I started doing my own event. So this has been the big thing for me. So this is the sixth year. Uh, it's always been at the Fremont Middle School every year. We, we get a lot of support from the Fremont community. We get all ages. We get all experience groups. We get people who are playing just for fun. And we got people who are there to compete. Uh, it's a great family environment. There's no cost for spectators. We encourage as many people to come in, make an impact, because even just being there, I feel, is a, is a good way to help out the cause and really show people that Fremont stands together and people from surrounding areas come together to, to make a pretty big impact. Now, you're doing this for the American Heart Association, and you just mentioned your Aunt Connie. Uh, our yep. condolences on, on, on her passing. But tell us a, a little bit about the American Heart Association, if you would. So the American Heart Association has been uh, a big help for me, and I'm glad that I've been able to do a lot of things for them as well. When I was in elementary school, I did a thing called Hoops for Heart, which a lot of people know uh, that's been a pretty popular thing in a lot of lower-level schools, like elementary schools and upper elementary. And uh, so after that, you know, doing a lot of work for them, collecting money, as I got older, I reached out to a lot of people. I had a teacher that was a big help that I had to contact with him because he was a good link between him. His name is Mr. Lynch. He helped me kind of get contact with the American Heart Association, and they are always huge supporters. They're always shipping T-shirts, seeing what is the best thing that they can do to help me succeed, to provide us with posters. They provide us with flyers, support, and they, they're they doing big things. They're bringing awareness to people, trying to back against heart-related issues, and doing research to try and find cures for heart-related issues that are holding people back and doing a lot for just the general people that are in need. Now, if you guys are out there and you're thinking about, well, you know, maybe I want to do play in this tournament, as you said, there's some that come to play to win and there's some that come to play to for fun. And what you can do is that this is a uh, participation fee of only $15 per player, which is uh, a, a lot more economical than some of the other tournaments that we'll see out throughout the uh, rest of the summer here. Uh, and players can actually, you're inviting them to turn in their registration and their payments right on game day? Yeah. We start registration at 9 a.m. and the games start around 10. We always do a little pre-speech. We do a uh, national anthem, get ready. We usually get going around 10, but yeah, we open registration at 9, and the teams can come in. You can have three, four, or five players. They can be co-ed, any age levels, any combination of people can come along and play. All right. Now, uh, right here on the, on the Facebook site, I, uh, we're going to share this on the Beer City Hoop site as well as my personal page. Uh, hoping that you folks of uh, friends of ours from the Cedar Springs, uh, Kent City North area, you guys will uh, make the quick drive up 131, take a left on M82, and just follow the signs to Fremont. It's not that hard to find. Just look for the huge water tower that says Gerber on it. Uh, or, you know, I don't think it says Gerber. I think I'm just I'm aging myself there for a while. Uh, just look up uh, Walmart in Fremont, and uh, you, you can get – you. Look up Fremont Middle School. What am I talking about? Just Google Fremont Middle School, and, and we'll get you up there. I think the address, as it says right here, it might be your address, so I'm just going to leave that off there. But we'll we'll make sure we we put that on our website as well. Now, are you are you going are you going to be playing this weekend? Oh yeah, I always play in the tournament. I always love to go out there and compete and have some fun. All right. Now, for for those people that uh, may not have a full team together, are are they? Uh, are they invited as well, or are we uh, mixing and matching as as the day starts off up there? 
Yeah, I always try and make it well known that if you don't have a team, to either contact me or to show up the day of because there's a few times where maybe a team that signs up only has three players and they're totally welcoming to have another player on their team. I had last year there were two guys that came, and I guess their third guy didn't show. So there were a couple teams that were like, hey, you can come play with us. So people are always welcome to, to have fun for a good cause. All right. Now, I, I mentioned the four divisions based on age and experience. Can you tell me a little bit about the tournament itself? So originally the tournament, we did double elimination, and we realized that due to the widespread amount of people that we get based on their ages or experience, uh, we wanted to kind of give people more of an opportunity to play because it's for the Mary Heart Association, so it's obviously for charity. It's to, to try and make an impact, so it's not as much about competing. So now I separate it into four divisions the best I can based on who signs up, and we do round robin or a double round robin, so people get as many games as they can for their money so even if you're not competing, even if you're just there for fun, you're still going to get your four or five, maybe even six games in. And then we have the best teams from each round robin or division move on to a final bracket to compete for the trophy for the championship. And I, over the years, it's been nice to see how it's changed. Now people have learned to uh, appreciate the fact that they're paying fifteen dollars to get their friends together, and they're getting they're getting a lot of basketball in for a good cause. Yeah, now I, I've been to Fremont uh, Middle School. I've been to the high school up there. The, the facilities are great. So if anyone out there really needs to, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about playing in an elementary school gym uh, with the short courts. It's a pretty nice spot out there. So I want you guys to be uh, be ready. Uh, I've given you almost 40, well, probably like 24 hours to decide on if you're going to get up there, get your team together. Or if you need a team, I'm available. You guys can ask me. I'm a little short. I'm a little fat. And I'm pretty old. So, it's uh, you know, it, it's a matter of uh, watch out. I play a little bit like Charles Oakley. Um, but, but hey, it, and this is for fun. This is for uh, for community. And this is to raise awareness both for the American Heart Association and just the, the community fun that's out there. Uh, Jacob, what, what else do you got going on in, in your life? You mentioned the Hoops for Heart program. Uh, we know about the tournament here. What what else are you doing out there in the community? Uh, the biggest thing that I have that I'm appreciative of is at first it started as just like a small thing. I was just going to, because it's around my birthday, so I decided around my birthday I'll just do like something basketball related and we'll just donate to charity. Now it's grown into this larger event. I've actually received national recognition for these events, and that's now become my career path. So now I'm attending school at Central Michigan University studying communication and leadership. That's kind of built the foundation for me to move forward and kind of isolate myself and make a professional living one day, hopefully doing these types of things. And then just in general, in the community, I've always loved Fremont. I've coached youth basketball here, and I've always tried to, like, reach out to my community, huge shout-outs to all of the local businesses and just individuals that I've met that have always been a, a huge help in helping the bigger the bigger picture. He's a hometown man, fellas uh, and ladies. He is, uh, he is all about Fremont. Here's the middle school address. It's 500 Wood, Woodrow Street in Fremont. You can look that up by zip code 49412. Jacob, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, I know that the Grand Rapids Fusion did a little work with you in the past couple years, and we oh, yeah. are trying to work. We are trying to get on the uh, on the agenda uh, to broadcast their games right here on the uh, on the podcast and on the online radio show here. So, uh, open invitation to you. So long as we get the uh, we get the signatures on the pieces of paper or the approval from coach and the players, 
Uh, we will be there broadcasting their games, and you have an open invitation to join me uh, at any time if you would care to call a basketball game or just come out and uh, you know promote whatever you, whatever you need to or, or whenever you need to. Uh, we're here for you, and we would uh, we would appreciate you uh, being a part of of what we're doing as well. One of the big things that uh, this year really means it's March 25th. It's my mother's birthday, um, and so you know just knowing uh, that there is something. She, now she's in Florida. There's no way she's coming back in here to this snow and this cold, uh, frozen tundra of Michigan uh, in March. But but knowing that. Uh, you know, there's people giving back, and there's a basketball tournament going on. Uh, it ma- makes me feel good that I could get out there and and do something uh, in her in her name uh, and, and also in Aunt Chris's name. So, uh, to you specifically, thank you for doing this. Uh, we've been trying to uh, to follow you and make sure that we know what's going on, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to, like I said, get in that car, drive 131 north up to the 82, uh, M82 exit, hang a left, and uh, follow the signs of Fremont. All right, thank you. I really greatly appreciate it. The same goes to you. If you ever need me for anything, I'm always going to support what you do. It means a lot. All right, well, we will uh, we will talk soon. Uh, if you see me there, I will, uh, I will be wearing the Beer City Hoops T-shirt, and I will search you out. Speaking of Beer City Hoops T-shirts, what size are you? Oh, I, I wear a medium, maybe like a small. You know, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm a little shorter guy myself. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, we'll throw one in the in the bag. We'll make sure it's in the vehicle as we make our way north this weekend, and uh, we will get that uh, over to you uh, when we see you there. So, folks, once again, uh, $15 coming up on Saturday. Starts at 10. Registration opens at 9. Uh, let's say people want to come up at 8 o'clock. Do you have a good breakfast spot there in Fremont that everybody can uh, maybe congregate at a little early? Maybe not a breakfast spot, maybe the coffee shop. Is there anything that sticks oh, yeah. out in your mind? We got Side Street Cafe is always served the mean breakfast. And there's several coffee places. We got the coffee cup. There's even, even if you're more simple, you know, lower budget, you can pull in through McDonald's. There are options. All right, all right. And uh anything anybody else you want to plug there who's uh who's you know been behind you here in this tournament specifically? Uh the biggest shout out I could give out is to the manager at Ace Hardware in Fremont. Every year I go in there and he sees me and he drops whatever he's doing to come shake my hand and ask me what I need from him and he's given donations to help pay for gym rentals. He's uh given raffle prizes. He's always there and always supporting, spreading the word. And it just warms my heart to see in a smaller community like Fremont that we have people that are looking to step together and make a big a big impact. All right. Well, we uh, we will make sure we uh, we give him some love too when we get up there. I know that my dad is a uh, uh, maybe not a uh, consistent driver to Fremont, but when he uh, when he does go that way, he uh, he does spend some time. Uh, I will say he does go to the Walmart in Fremont, so uh, maybe we will have to bug him to get over to the Ace Hardware, maybe spend a little more local money than the Walmart. But still making it into town, I think, is uh, is something that, uh, you, you know, it does bring that, that, that community together. He he might be from Croton. Uh, he is a little, a little drive away, but he loves that community. Uh, and the hospital there, they've done some good work uh, to keep him uh, oh, yeah. bugging me here uh, on the phone. And, uh <laughs> backyard and telling me what my lawn should look like as opposed to what it does look like so uh like i said thanks again 
we love having you, and uh, I will be searching you out here on Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, folks, that was Jacob Stever. He is uh, with the excuse me, with the Red Out 3-on-3 basketball tournament in Fremont. That is this Saturday. It starts at 10 a.m. I want you to get up there and have breakfast and coffee at uh, one of the restaurants up there. Spend some money in Fremont. Make sure they know why you're there. Registration starts at 9. You can also do that uh, by sending him a message or, or getting your info to him. And we put that Facebook page up on our both Beer City Hoops uh, and over at, at the McGregory uh, personal site over there. I'm going to take a quick 35-second uh, break. Maybe you guys can listen to this. Maybe you guys, I don't know. Are you asking me? Oh, you're asking me? I am asking you. Do you guys want to go up to Fremont this week? And I'll be back in 30 seconds, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on here in uh, in Michigan with the basketball tournament. Hey. What is the MHSAA doing? Why are they holding the state uh, semifinals during the day on the Thursday of the Sweet 16? They dropped the ball on this one, guys. Here we are. We've got two of the best. I mean, we've got some of the best teams. It's the four best teams in each division from the state of Michigan. And they're taking these kids out of school on Thursday and Friday to have them play during the day at the Breslin Center. When we really, what we could do is we could open this up and have different regional semifinals, say one at Central Michigan. Jacob could get there at Central. You could do one at Eastern. You could do one at Western. You could do one at the Breslin if that works out for you. But instead of doing it during the day on the Sweet 16, Thursday and Friday, uh, the MHSAA could have spread this out for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, allowed parents, allowed fans, allowed students not to have to miss school. I mean, I know, you know, students are going to want to miss school, and it's, it's a great adventure for them. Uh, but one of the things that they do is they get lost in the shuffle. And so the semifinal matchups, uh, which, you know, earlier today Covenant Christian played at about 3 o'clock. I believe uh, Saginaw Buena Vista played earlier today. And I probably have these names wrong because I don't follow high school basketball as much as some of you guys do. Uh, but I think what we missed out is that Monday Monday night, you know, they had the quarterfinals, and we saw the number one uh, Mr. Basketball, uh, Isaiah Livers out of Kalamazoo Central. I, if I butchered that, I'm sorry. Please let me know about that. He took on uh, Xavier Tillman, the Mr. Basketball number two, and uh, MVP, actually, of Grand Rapids Christian Eagles, according to some of my friends, uh, James Beck, JB, and, and the Grand Rapids Christian team. And so those teams went head-to-head on Monday night in a quarterfinal matchup, which seemed great. You know, it starts at 6, it starts at 7, it actually allows fans, parents, uh, the media, there's, you know, radio coverage. Actually, I'm not sure if there's radio coverage on that at all. But there it is on Monday night. And then they come back and they, and they want to play the, these, these semifinal games on Thursday and Friday. And I think what, what I would want to say is why didn't they – you know, we want to look at this so that there is a little bit of rest between games. I'd like to see these semifinal matchups on, on 
Tuesday, on Wednesday of this week. We could have pushed the quarterfinals up a little uh, a little bit until, you know, a Saturday night, uh, Friday and Saturday night for the quarterfinals of last week. Semifinals, either Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. And therefore, those teams that actually were down here, they do travel quite a bit. You know, here we are, high school kids, high school parents, high school bus drivers, chaperones, coaching staff, as I said, media, fans, parents, uh, you know, just the high school students in general that are making the trip to, to watch these, these players from their team and to, you know, root these, these, these people on to, you know, being boosters uh, of the program, not so much in the dollar sense as in just uh, a fandom. And I think what gets lost is that doing this uh, during the week, are we on spring break? I, I mean, I don't have high school kids, so I don't know if we're on spring break right now. But wouldn't it be nice if, if the middle school kids from whatever, uh, you know, school do make it to the quarterfinals or the semifinals, maybe there's a bus trip for the middle school kids to show them that, hey, this is what success looks like. This is what you want to strive for when it comes to sports. This is the community activism uh, of the general public school or the general private school. And so having these games during Thursday and during Friday, I don't think it really teaches the kids that, hey, school is important. And if you're doing it on spring break, which I may be a week or two off, and I may be wrong on this, but doing it during spring break, you see students and their parents go to all different you know, corners of the United States and the world, and they're out of town, and they may be doing a staycation uh, because of budgetary reasons. They may not want to make the travel on spring break because they've already had plans for so long and knowing that the teams uh, at the last, you know, kind of at the last minute, if you win the quarters, quarters, you have to head to the semis at Breslin. Not so much as the semis to the finals being a couple days apart, but just being able for the fans, the players who play all season long on certain days, specifically certain nights, at 6 o'clock, at 7.30, at 6.30, at 8 o'clock, and now you're throwing them into a, a Saturday, a Friday game, at 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I just not to say that that's not fair, because life obviously is not fair. We all have different, uh, different paths and trials to go through in life. But I just, uh, I just don't understand why, when it comes to the finals, they squeeze them in over, you know, the one-day period, over the let's play somebody at 10 o'clock. We see this in football as well. We know it's going to be over Thanksgiving weekend. Eight division final, and yet there's two of them that have to play at 9 o'clock in the morning game on a Friday after Thanksgiving. That doesn't make any sense to me. So why not we, why don't, like the NBA is dealing with uh, player attrition and players resting specifically the high marquee names who are resting on nationally televised games because they're fighting back in the only way they can. This is the the narrative that's out there. They're fighting back in the only way that they can uh, against a collective bargaining agreement that they sign. Well, the high school kids can't do that. They can't collectively bargain for a game that, say, starts at 4 o'clock instead of 9 in the morning because it is it is available. These time time slots, they are available. They are there. And why a high school athletic association would wait until Sweet 16 and Elite 8 weekend 
to put their finals up against the college basketball tournament that draws billions of dollars in illegal gambling in offices, teachers' lounges, administrative offices as well. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they have their heads on straight when, the, when it comes to this. And I would call them out and say, well, what is the point? We go all year long of 6 o'clock and 7.30 games, back and forth from boys' first and girls' game afterwards to the girls' first and the boys' game afterwards. And they're on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And they're not playing any games, regular season games, during school hours or directly after school hours. And so asking them to do that when it comes down to the most important games of the season and the most watched games of the season, these are big time. These are, these are big games. These mean a lot to these kids, to the parents, to the fans. If you watch the fans in the stands, you see that they're dressed up. They're ready. They're behind their team. They're behind their mascot. Their faces are painted. They're having a great time. Yes, they get the day off of school. But I tell you what. If you start a game at 4 o'clock, you start a game at 6.30, maybe even 4, 6, and 8 o'clock, the kids are still getting half a day off of school because you got to bus them from 9 billion miles away because Michigan's so damn big that any team from the UP has got to spend 8 to 12 hours on a bus to get down here. Now, is it fair for the UP teams to have to come all the way to Breslin? Fair isn't part of the equation. Is it monetarily viable for the MHSAA to have that game at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're going to put these games on TV. I can't watch them because it's on Fox Sports Detroit and mine's out and it makes me, drives me mad. But why not give them the opportunity to see success in themselves and see success on the television? Should the students, should the student body, the parents, the fans of said teams that are playing at 9 o'clock in the morning have to watch a replay at 2:30 a.m. a day later knowing the final of the score or the final score of the game. Would it not be great to allow those fans to watch that game live, semifinals and finals both, starting at four o'clock? It's a lot easier to get your boss to say, you know what, you've got a kid that's gonna play in the state semifinals. The game's gonna be on TV. Yeah, take the whole day off. Just take the whole day off. And, and watch it from 9 a.m. No, that's not going to happen. But asking your boss, hey, can I get out an hour early because my kid's 12 hours away. They play a 4 o'clock game, 3 o'clock here in the central time zone because, you know, we can't just have the state be on one time zone. doesn't make any sense either. Let's get rid of daylight saving time. It just doesn't make any, like, why? Why change the clocks and ruin everybody's life for a week, twice a year? Uh, you would think that probably the school system has something to do with that as well. The administration say, ah, screw it. We'll just, it, you know, hey, diversity, you know, adversity. Uh, I guess adversity is the word I'm looking for, not diversity. Uh, but but it is, a, it, you know, it's a diverse set of schools, so I guess I can use that word, that are in the finals, that are in the semifinals. Uh, I talked to someone earlier uh, just last weekend from Indiana Mind you, they were grandparents, maybe great-grandparents even. We're talking about the, the Milan Indians, uh, the actual high school that the Hickory, Hickory Huskers from the movie Hoosiers are based on. And they were saying, what is the deal with divisions? Divisions just allows more people to win. In, in, in real life, 
you know, a lot of people do win. But they're not separated by category and by division and school size. Why not just go back to the one winner? And, and, and as as they, you know, brought that argument to the table, it made me think about what's going on in the MHSAA right now and playoffs that start at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to take a quick break because we got to get, as I said, Michigan starting up here in just about 5 to 10 minutes on the uh, NCAA Sweet 16. They are on CBS. And thank you, Comcast, for keeping my CBS on. And if not, uh, we're going to have trouble. That uh, can hear the background there. You know that the dog is hollering at me right now, saying "Go blue, go blue, go blue." Uh, I got to get out of here, out of the studio. We're gonna turn the "Go Blue" mic off. It is. Uh, it's been a good show. Hopefully, in the near future, we will have Jamel Hatchett on the show, Jance Payne on the show. They are both guards with the Grand Rapids Danger ABA team that we broadcast the home games from right over there at Grace Bible College. They play in the American Basketball Association. Yes, I know the game's starting, and I will be there. Very, very soon. Go Blue. Uh, those of you also that are listening to the podcast, we will have Navy Blue Beer City Hoops t-shirts with a maize slash gold logo. So uh, you may buy those at $15 a piece. Just comment on the Beer City Hoops Facebook page or call us directly. The number is on that page as well. Hit me up on my Facebook page. Uh, Beer City Hoops on Twitter, on Instagram, Google+, YouTube, and everywhere else, yes, I know. Or you can go over to BeerCityHoops.com and uh, send us a message uh, through the link there at the bottom right-hand corner. Our number is also on the website. If you want me to make a prediction, I think there's going to be some basketball on TV tonight, and I'm really going to enjoy it. Not uh, not going to hold uh, yeah, all that. You know, I talk about school a lot. I talk about paying the players. I talk about coaches making millions of dollars and screaming F-bombs in the faces of their uh, their players and their student-athletes. Sweet 16, I don't really matter. Uh, you can yell all the F-bombs in their face you want. Those kids are having a good time. Tom Izzo won't be there tonight, so I probably won't get mad at the television as he's screaming and losing his voice and losing his mind over a game of basketball. Kids don't make as much money as he does, and therefore why he's yelling F-bombs in their face because they made a mistake makes no sense to me. I may have called for John Beeline's job three years ago. I was wrong. Might have been six years ago. I was wrong. I'm uh, willing to admit that. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, and baby, uh, I will go sit in the corner right now and watch this ball game. We, uh, we'd like to say thank you for joining us here on the show Two last things we need to do are this. I don't know what his first name is. Hey, Chris, we miss you, and uh, we just hope you're looking down, shining down on us here, and uh, we'll keep uh, keep us in good favor and uh, keep our spirits high, knowing that uh, you lived one hell of a life, and uh, we got to be a part of it, so we are very, very happy for that. Uh, to those of you out there right now, like I said, you got a fan, 
You got a hero, you got a family, you got a friend, go hug them. Go hug them randomly out of nowhere. Hey, maybe even kiss them on the cheek or uh, give them a wet willy. What the hell? Give them a wet willy and yell moo cow at them. That's uh, the podcast for tonight. Got any questions, send them over to info at beercityhoops.com and uh, go blue. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 